Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Over the course of human history... There's been Noah's Ark, savior of mankind. St. Francis of Assisi's, foregoing his wealth to be savior of all animals. And Curtis Sliwa, guardian angel and savior of New York City, protecting both man and beast. The Curtis Sliwa Show presents... Curtis's Ark with Nancy Sliwa. From bipeds to quadrupeds and everything in between. Now, with Nancy Sliwa, here's Curtis Sliwa. Once again, the end of a long run this week where WABC, the acronym, stands oftentimes for always broadcasting Curtis. But this is the most listened to, requested, and phoned in portion of the many hours that I do. Featuring my wife, Nancy, Uh, we've just celebrated our fifth wedding anniversary. And as I've told everyone on the 50,000 powerful watts of sound, Nancy, it's the best thing that I've ever done in my whole life. The best thing. Thank you. Thank you. And same on my side, Curtis. Listen, do you have a pad and pen? Uh, There's one little item we have here that is not related to animal welfare. We'll get it to uh, a whole slew of stories we're going to discuss we got two sites on Staten Island, uh, Nancy. Uh, the Department of Homeless Services had scouted the locations. They had their engineers out there. And I'll send this to you after the program. The first is the former large Catholic school, St. John the Villa Academy, which closed. And the city purchased this site uh, when uh, Jimmy Otto was borough president, the Republican conservative, as you know, He uh, works for Eric Adams. He's the buildings commissioner now. How (laughs) convenient. And then the campus of St. John's University in Staten Island that is slowly closing. They plan on, I think, selling that lock, stock, and barrel in uh, 2024 and is owned by the Civilis Incorporated team. They call it a team, S-A-V-I-L. I S, I think. I'm going to double-check that and send that to you. That's over on Grimes Hill, that property. Um, wow. And now people are going to be all pissed off at you and me because you're doing the deep dive. And by the time I come back on with Sid in the morning at 7.05 and I do my rip and read 12 to 1, Monday through Fridays, we'll have more of the details uh, outlined And the reason we're able to do all of this, people need to know. It's Nancy who does the deep dive as a, uh, a attorney, an e-attorney, an attorney who's done real estate, an attorney who knows how to peel away the layers. In fact, this past week, uh, Rudy Giuliani, one of the greatest lawyers ever, uh, ever to go into court, prosecute and defend, uh, gave you the highest uh, marks, said he's looked at your papers, he's looked at your research about the Roosevelt Hotel. He said, you're an outstanding lawyer. Yes, much, much appreciated. Uh, I mean, it's it's very important, so I take it very seriously. 
All right, and people were asking about your health condition. Uh, I know this week, you, uh, this past week, you had to go in for a biopsy. Uh, how are you feeling? Uh, no, I'm feeling fine. You know, uh, just keeping. I'm, I'm, I'm fine. Everything is good. Just you know, the cats keep me in good spirits, and obviously, you are are always, uh, you know, sunshine in my world. But not to other people. <laughs> <laughs> well, for me, yeah. for me. All right, so let's start. Let's go up to the Bronx. There's a Bronx man accused of killing a three-month, uh, his three-month-old uh, daughter. And yet, like you have warned all of us, check their backgrounds, check their history when they were children. He was killing animals. He was killing cats at a very early age and then has gone on to kill people. Yeah, I mean, yeah. unfortunately, this is... Uh very tragic story. Um, I'm sure a lot of people heard about it. Um, you know, this young uh, three-month-old girl was found in the Bronx, and, you know, they found out that it was the father who had um, unfortunately um, done this. But, you know, going now into his history, you know, apparently he's had, um, you know, since he's been a young person, a history of mental illness. But when he was 10 years old, he his mother had recalled that he was already um, strangling cats. He was killing cats. Like that's the earliest um, incident of him doing something physically against any creature. So again, so starting at 10 years old, and you know, again, obviously, as this this is a consistent thing, you know, abusing animals, abusing people. So, you know, unfortunately, he never got this under control. But you know, it continues to show that that correlation. And this happens time and time again when they do a deep dive and they research the history of rapists, of murderers, of uh, assaulters, that sometimes there are a whole a whole bunch of incidences that people knew about where they were torturing animals or killing animals and absolutely no intervention was done whatsoever. I mean, and that's kind of the point of this, right? It's saying that, that clearly there's a shortfall in the laws that exist and acknowledgement in our society of abuses against animals but even if, you know, you didn't want to, um, you know, rise to the level of being that concerned against animals, you should recognize that this is a precursor to behavior that's going to be, you know, n- you know, not good going forward in society at large. So, you know, you should really be utilizing this, and this should be acknowledged as an actual crime. You want to be cracking down on this. You want to be, you know, really starting to target people who abuse these animals because you have to start recognizing these people need to be helped and they can't just, you know, take part in society because this is something that might eventually happen. Our number is one eight hundred eight four eight nine two two two. This is the Animal Welfare Edition, exclusive to WABC. One eight hundred eight four eight WABC. Whatever questions you have on your mind, whatever animal-related issues you want to talk about, here's one that a lot of people fear might happen from time to time based on the kind of dog or the pedigree of dog that they have with them in their house. This is across the pond in the U.K. A grandmother was mauled to death in her home. Can you tell us the circumstances? Because I've run across people who have said, the reason I don't have dogs is that I'm afraid within my domicile they may turn on me. Yeah, so this is, now again, this is not necessarily any indication that this dog would have, um, you know, unfortunately uh, done what it had done, which was that uh, one of the household members who this dog was clearly familiar with 
uh, they were in the yard, and the dog just, for some reason, turned on uh, this 70-year-old woman who was sunbathing, and the only, you know, other adult in the house, the daughter, I tried to assist, but, you know, uh, couldn't, uh, you know, sort of uh, contain the attack. And now, just to show the difference in the laws in the United Kingdom, so the husband and wife, they were arrested because they are own, they own a breed which is banned. So, uh, you know, there's a, a few of the – they had a, a Dangerous Dog Act, 1991, so it bans having certain dogs in your possession or giving them away. And, you know, it, it's, it's – um, American Pitbull is the top one that they have. So right away these people are arrested. Um, this woman, unfortunately, you know, she was hurt. Again, there was no indication – but the one thing they did say was that this dog was consistently kept outside. So, you know, that could be part of the problem too, right? It's it's not an indoor type of dog. So, you know, sometimes when people have dogs for security purposes, you know, they, they, they really aren't acclimated to uh, human socialization. So that could have played a part in this. So the breed of dog was an American pit bull? It was an American pit bull, and so that's one of the um, banned breeds in the U.K. And then there's also Akitas are a banned breed um, as well. So it's a few um, bigger breed-type dogs, and then also ones that have shown any behavior um, issues before. But if you are uh, arrested, like if you have a dog who attacks someone and you own one of these breeds, They'll arrest you because you own a banned breed. That this doesn't happen in the United States. That never happens. They'll just take the dog away, and they might charge you with a fee. Um, you know, like, but you know, they wouldn't arrest you. I will tell you, uh, having spent time in the UK in organizing guardian angels in England, uh, spent some times in in Scotland and Glasgow. Uh, they love animals there even more than they love them in America. Like, you get a newspaper or a tabloid like The Sun, they'll have three pages of stories about all kinds of animals. And the Brits, they really love their animals. And the dog that I often saw there was the the dog of choice, which is the English bulldog. They love the English bulldog. But they have a group of dogs that are considered dangerous and are banned. Correct, and and it, it is just uh, variations, pretty much, of pit bulls, but it's the bigger breed dogs. So there's a few of them that are banned. So not only can you not uh, buy them in stores, purchase them, you can't breed them. You can't even give them away. So if you were to have one and you happen to have, um, you know, you hadn't had them spayed or neutered and they had a litter, if you gave one of them away to a friend, you could be arrested for that. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> now, tonight, when uh, we went out for our post-anniversary dinner, after I came back from the Salute to Israel Day parade, and we were talking, and then we went outside where people were dining outside because the weather was so gorgeous, we saw at least two tables that had dogs. And I noticed you were saying, oh, the doggies, the doggies. And they were nice. They were docile. They they stood uh, by the table. They weren't interfering with anybody. But I, that sort of merges with a question that has been asked by some when they go to the gym. Like Sid Rosenberg, he goes to the gym, like sometimes twice a day. There are others, they, they have to go to the gym, and they take their dogs with them. So is it wrong to take a dog to a gym where there is so much activity? 
okay, so I guess it depends on what your feeling is on it or maybe how the place is set up. So this story was premised on, you know, someone posing that question because for several months they had been bringing their six-month-old puppy to the gym that they went to. And for the most part, nobody had an issue, including the gym itself. They were fine with this person bringing uh, the puppy in. And, you know, they were saying, you know, initially they did it because the puppy had anxiety, separation anxiety, it was so young, but then they appreciated having it there. And then one day the, uh, you know, the dog, I guess because it wasn't leashed appropriately, had gotten away and, you know, started bothering someone uh, who was working out. And then right away it, it caused uh, an issue. Oh, someone jumps in, oh, why are you bringing a dog here? And so, the, you know, the question's being posed, like, should you do that? So most people seem to be of the opinion, like, you really shouldn't be bringing your dog, uh, you know, to a public venue of that nature unless it's a service dog, unless there's a specific reason you're bringing it there because, you know, again, in a public in a public area, especially if you're not going to have it leashed, you know, it's it's not like, um you know, that's kind of what they were getting at. But, you know, people get so comfortable, like like you had pointed out, in the restaurants, like when we were walking past the, the different places, you know, you see the smaller dogs and they put out little uh, bowls for them. But some people bring the bigger dogs, too, and then they're on the side of the street where people are walking back and forth. So, again, if you don't know the dog, maybe you would be nervous for a minute. So I can see the, you know, the point of not having a dog in an area where it can get close enough to people. So that seems to be the consensus. Like, if you can't control the dog, you really should have the dog at home. And, you know, people shouldn't have to worry about, oh, you know, even though, you know, I like dogs, they're friendly, they're nice, I don't want to have to worry if I'm sitting down, if it's in a bad mood, like, that's not really my problem. Like, this isn't a gym, and this isn't where you bring the dogs to play. Our number is 1-800-848-9222. That's 1-800-848-WABC. The other night, uh, you were crying. You had seen the story of two more humpback whales that had washed up on shore. There was one in the Raritan Bay off Staten Island and one in the east end of uh, Long Island, not far from where you grew up in Bohemia in Suffolk County. And you were sad and upset. Our owner-operator, John Katzmatidis, who uh, loves animals, all kinds of animals, he texted in his group text, oh, my God, he said, two more whales have died. When is this going to stop? So could you give us the circumstances because for the full year so far from Cape May, by the way, isn't that the place that Frank Morano likes to hang out? Cape May, the furthest south in Jersey to the furthest east, the east end uh, of Suffolk County. There's been close to 30 whales that have died and have washed up on shore. So if you can, if you could break down these two most recent deaths, and just the history of these these beautiful mammals, these huge creatures, just dying. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, again, so there's another uh, two whales who on Thursday were found, and they're in the same sort of zone where these humpback whales have been found for the past few months. Uh, it's consistently not being acknowledged, unfortunately, by the National Oceanic um, organization. They're claiming, oh, it's an unusual event. We really don't know what's causing it. 
now they're kind of stretching it further because they don't want to tie it to, you know, any of the um, uh, w- the wind turbine building that's going on. So not only is it potential because of climate change, the changing temperature of the water, uh, they're also saying that potentially because the coronavirus uh, slowed down shipments for so long, now there's increased shipments, so that could explain why they're they're dying in mass. So again, the problem is there's not this uh, you know real connection between what's going on. Uh, it, it clearly did start with um, all of the development of the underground um, you know the, the wind turbines. That's the consistent uh, correlation. And unfortunately, you're just going to see so many more of them. I think throughout the summer. I'm not sure at what point they're going to halt them, but again, this is this is what's going on. So we have contracted to uh, a Norwegian company, the windmills that are out on the South Shore of Nassau and Suffolk. On the yeah, Jersey, on the yeah. Jersey Shore, you have a, a Swedish uh, firm which has the contracts. So uh, can you explain the attitudes that have been taken both by the companies which have these contracts and the elected officials, which were the ones that met with them and uh, licensed them to do this work? Well, again, it's the the free-for-all of these contracts is so completely ridiculous. There was no need to um, allow these companies to do what they were doing and have no way to, um, you know, include protection, con- conservation of the water. That's always been standard in any of these types of contracts. The reason why they're going so quickly to sell these rights, I have no idea why, but there's clearly um, no oversight being done um, regarding any of the underground mammals, and this is a problem. There's no reason why they should be doing this, and this again, they and they they've actually included within these contracts that there's no liability for when you have any deceased whales. Now, normally that would have been a standard clause as well. Um, every time there would be a, like thirty thousand dollars per deceased whale. So again, this would be an incentive to some extent to try and make these companies act more efficiently. That, that no longer exists. Murphy, the Democratic governor of uh, New Jersey, has said emphatically. The construction of the windmills will not stop. Uh, I am not going to pause the construction to do an investigation. Uh, Kathy Hochul, our governor in New York, which would affect the south shore of uh, Long Island, she's not really weighed in on this. She's she's sort of avoiding the issue. Uh, I think the best compromise could be take three or four months, uh, just stop building the windmills, do an extensive research, and then try to try to come up with a conclusion of uh, through the necropsies, through other data, as to why these not just whales but also dolphins are dying in mass. I mean that that would be the logical decision, and hopefully that does happen. And, and clearly, there's so much backlash against it. So this is when you do see, you know, fortunately, some of the movement with uh, the policymakers because. You know, when you have enough people who are loud and speaking up against it, they have a reason to be motivated and to do something. 
With crime running rampant in New York, you need to keep yourself and your family safe. Obtaining your concealed carry firearm licenses can be difficult and time-consuming. That's where MyFirstPistol.com comes in. They'll help you secure your concealed carry license. If you're looking for a pistol, premise, rifle, or shotgun license, call 347-559-7052. 347-559-7052. You must have a valid firearm license issued by the NYPD to purchase, possess, or shoot a handgun or pistol in NYC. Our number is 1-800-848-9222. Now, in addition to the whales washing up on shore and the dolphins, now there is an invasion, not just of illegal aliens, but jellyfish that are appearing all up and down the Jersey Shore, as I had mentioned, from Cape May right on up to uh, Point Pleasant. What can you tell us about this invasion of jellyfish? Okay, so now this is this is directly related to uh, the the deaths of the humpback whales because one of the biggest food sources that they um, have is the jellyfish. So now what's happening is uh, on the Jersey Shore you have a proliferation of what they call clinging jellyfish. So now these are jellyfish that they have these uh, sticky tentacles. So they're able to be very close to the shore. They're, they're grabbing onto, like, seaweed and algae. So, you know, if you're walking along the, the shore and you didn't want to go in and you just want to get your feet wet, chances are you can step on these things. They're translucent. And the problem is they're actually causing a lot of problems in people, like um, muscle spasms throughout the entire body. And this is now this is becoming a big issue for people walking along the shorelines that these things are all along the shore and you can't see them, and now there's no way to monitor them. So I'm not sure how they're going to address this proliferation, but it sounds like it, it could get a little uh, risky going in the Jersey Shore. So what is that? You mean people who aren't necessarily swimming out, uh, you know, but are just putting their feet in the water, splashing a little bit, maybe even have their kids or their grandchildren. It could be seaside heights. Uh, could be uh, Belmar, you know, where all the folks from Staten Island get lured, and then the locals call them Bennies, and they, they like, extort money from them uh, in those small little bungalows while they're hanging out at DJ's, uh, the uh, the disco. You mean to tell me even putting your feet in just to get a little wet, playing with the kids who are, like, digging there, you know, digging sand, putting it in the pail right by the seashore, that they would not be able to see these invasive jellyfish? Yeah, and, and, and that's the problem. You don't have to go into the water. You can just be right directly where the water's just hitting, and this is where they're appearing because, because they are sticky. They have the ability to grab onto everything. So not only people, but they can grab onto animals. So anything potentially that's moving onto the shoreline, they can stick onto. And, again, this is something that... You know, it's a, like a muscle spasm throughout the entire body. It takes five hours to hit. So you can step on this, not realize it because it's translucent, and it won't hit you until five hours later when it hits your entire body. So this is going to be, um, you know, sort of interesting to see what happens. So the whales were Mother Nature's way of cutting down on the population of jellyfish because they come in like vacuum cleaners, and they just suck up the jellyfish, right? They were the biggest predators of them. So now we're seeing a direct correlation of the whale's disappearance, the overabundance of these uh, clinging jellyfish. Well, let's see what half in the bag Murphy, who always looks like he's smashed, has to say about that. Because 
that could really economically affect a lot of the potential tourist trades that would come in, flock in, between now and Labor Day when people go back to school. Boy, that would have a devastating impact if people were afraid to go into the water. You know, shark attacks scare the bejeebers out of people. But jellyfish attacks? Oh, oh, nobody's going in the water. Nobody. Our number is 1-800-848-9222. This is the Animal Welfare Edition. Whatever it is that's on your mind, animal-related, of course, give us a call at 1-800-848-9222. WABC. The Curtis Sliwa Show presents Curtis's Ark with Nancy Sliwa. Now, with Nancy Sliwa, here's Curtis Sliwa. Back we go. In fact, let's go to Eddie uh, calling from New Jersey uh, because right away you mentioned jellyfish. And Ellie and Eddie called up about, of course, jellyfish. Your turn to be heard here on WABC, Eddie. Yes, Curtis, it's actually Edie from Manalapan. And what I want to say is that the jellyfish are the size of quarters. I just want people to know that. They're so tiny and they give you muscle spasms, but they're the size of quarters. So no one would even see them. Wow. So now you're on the Jersey Shore, Manalapan. Uh, have, yeah. there, have there been any uh, warnings uh, issued by the local uh, beach officials? No, not yet, Curtis. Not, not, not yet. But I've been reading on it, and I just want everyone to know that they're so tiny you wouldn't even see them. Well, do appreciate that. Thank you, uh, Edie. My mistake. Uh, thank you. Our number is one eight hundred eight four eight nine two two two. Let's go to Cynthia, New Jersey. Your turn to be heard here on the Animal Welfare Edition of WABC, Cynthia. Well, hi, Curtis and Nancy. I love listening to you but i just wanted to um, i had a thought about that case where the dog mauled the woman to death in in the backyard and i was thinking i remembered thinking at that time i thought it was like the temperatures were like 90 degrees out and i was thinking that animal just might have been overheated uh thirsty maybe hungry and it was just left out there. Um, and, you know, I, I just felt sorry, kind of sorry for the dog. I felt like um, it, the whole thing shouldn't have happened. Now, uh, Nancy, I've had dogs. You've had dogs. When a dog is not being properly uh, fed or especially hydrated with water, especially as uh, Cynthia had mentioned on hot humid days. Uh, Did you ever find out if all of a sudden their personalities change and they might actually turn on the people that they've grown up with? Well, I mean, I I certainly think in the heat you could have that effect with any animal, especially if they're being deprived of any of those essentials. But, you know, I, I, I definitely think that did play a part in it because uh, it was stated that this dog was specifically kept outside so, again, right, this idea that, you know, I, I think when people uh, think of dogs, oh, well, they're security, I don't have to interact with them, they don't need that level of, you know, companionship, that's really wrong. And especially when you're dealing with maybe one of the bigger breeds, 
that's what can make them a little bit more aggressive because they're not getting that consistent sort of attention, you know, and discipline and, you know, sort of a companionship. So, yeah, I, I think, you know, part of it was really just to blame the situation. And I, I do feel for the whole situation, the dog included. Our number is 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Johnny in Sullivan County. Your turn to be heard here at WABC. Johnny. Hey, Curtis. I'm the guy that called you the other morning in an uproar and everything. How are you? Uh, I've had uh, better days. Uh, we're concerned yeah. about the whales, Nancy, myself, John Katzmatidis, and where the politicians are stonewalling us. Oh, yeah. I have a question to ask. Has, have any marine biologists conducted autopsies on these animals to find out what the cause of, what the consistent, for the most part, cause of death is? Yeah, they've done the cropsies. Uh, they've taken them to laboratories. But they haven't been all that transparent in terms of laying out, you know, like the timeline and this humpback whale in Raritan Bay was found to have this problem. This whale was found to uh, have uh, been strangled, you know, internally because they just had too much fish netting in them. You know, things that we could relate to, they have not been forthcoming at all. It's outrageous. You know, it just goes to show how it's all about follow the money. I said it the other morning. Somebody's somebody's making a buck on this thing, and at the expense of nature is the utmost disgraciata. Well, it's, it, it's interesting, Johnny. I was discussing this with uh, Nancy because I will never go to a racetrack again, a thoroughbred racetrack, dog tracks pretty much uh, non-existent, trotter track. Uh, because of what has been happening, these magnificent animals have been dropping dead breaking their legs on tracks. They had 10 at Churchill Downs in Kentucky where thoroughbred racing is a part of life there. And uh, they have stopped racing at Churchill Downs. They have put together a committee of outsiders, people who are not involved in the uh, racing industry because clearly they would have a reason not to be forthcoming. And they are going to do a deep dive, deep research, because they realize, Nancy, that if they don't start answering soon, for all of these unexplained deaths of healthy horses. These are not horses who are like 18 or 20. So horses that are two-year-olds, three-year-olds, four-year-olds, dropping dead. I believe they're being juiced up by trainers and owners and those who uh, work with the hostages in the backstretch to give them that edge. But at least they've understood they have to do something and they have to investigate this, whereas... Murphy refuses to stop and investigate, and Kathy Holcomb, the governor of New York, is missing in action on this subject. Yeah, I mean, and again, it's the what's going on is the, the the consistent thing is oh they're being hit by ships oh there's injury to them, but they're not going any further or deeper. Well, why are they being hit by ships? Clearly, they swim under the water all the time. And they avoid ships, so this lends credence to. What the experts are saying is that the sonar is being affected, um, everything that's the drilling that's going on. So there's reason to think that. Now, the fact that 90% of the world is, is composed of water, we should be highly concerned about very irresponsible behavior happening underneath the water where we can't see and we don't know what's going on and things are being sold for money. That should be very, very concerning to everybody. Well, Murphy especially is belligerent. Belligerent. I, he goes, in Trenton, I don't even want to hear any discussion about it. We're not ceasing and desisting. 
uh, desisting in the uh, building of these windmills. Uh, I don't care what the rationale is for the deaths of the whales and the dolphins. It's not, it's not within the purview of human beings to be inflicting harm on living creatures. That's not our right to do. You know what this, other ways. this reminds me of, and uh, I discussed this with Anthony Weiner when I do the show on Saturdays with him, left versus right, three to four. He was running for mayor. He was actually ahead of his Democratic um, challengers, even after all of his personal problems. And they had a forum for all of the candidates, Republicans and Democrats at that time in 2013. So there was Anthony Weiner. There were others. It was John Katsimatidis who was running for the Republican nomination and Joe Loder, who had been the deputy mayor for Rudy Giuliani and the MTA chairman. And they were asked a question because it had just happened. If if there were cats in the tracks of the subways, would you order the engineers to stop, the motormen to stop? And Anthony Weiner said, of course, we'd stop and we'd get the cat. John Katsimatidis, of course, we'd stop and we'd get the cat. Joe Loda, I remember the headlines. Hell no. I tell Choo Choo Charlie, the engineer, crush that cat. The, the, the trains must run on time. And this is a similar situation with uh, uh, Governor Murphy in being unwilling to show any sensitivity, any empathy towards these, the biggest mammals that exist on the face of the earth that have to do work side by side with human beings out there in the seven uh, seven seas that comprise our ocean. And, and this isn't the first time he's done this. He did this with the bears as well. I mean, he made a big point of campaigning on behalf of protecting them, and then he just looked the other way and said, "Yeah, go ahead and hunt them early." So he he clearly is not um, an advocate of any animal whatsoever. So I mean, anyone who's interested in conserving the environment or protecting any wildlife. You know, he's not the, he's not your guy. No, nah, because he's always half in the bag. So maybe if he, he would stop drinking, uh, he would no. show some sensitivity and empathy. Let's go to Joe, who's calling all the way from Florida. Your turn to be heard here on the Animal Welfare Edition at WABC, Joe. How you doing there, Curtis? Uh, listen, I was uh, referring to that person, who's, uh, that woman that said uh, that those jellyfish were like a, a size of a quarter. She must have been talking about baby jellyfish because when I was a kid, I used to go crabbing on the pier with my net and uh, used to have, there used to be jellyfish, horseshoe crab, stuff like that. And I picked one of those jellyfish out of the water there about the size of, uh, you know, like a 45 record or something like that. Maybe, I don't know. And uh, it just went right through my net, (laughs) just like jelly. (laughs) Wow. Wow, so uh, they're not the size of quarters, but down in Florida, near the Keys, where they've had invasions of jellyfish at times, <laughs> they're the size of vinyl. Anyway, our number is one eight hundred eight four eight nine two two two. WABC. The Curtis Sliwa Show presents Curtis's Art with Nancy Sliwa. Now, with Nancy Sliwa, here's Curtis Sliwa. To the phones we go, Nancy. It's Paul in Connecticut. Your turn to be heard here on the Animal Welfare Edition of WABC, Paulie. Hello, Nancy. Hello, Curtis. I did some work with fish before, and to to go out and check on these 
people that are doing all the, you know, drilling and blasting and stuff could, you know, they almost need somebody with something called a hydrophone, which is underwater microphone that would go be hooked into a wire that would go to a oscilloscope, you know, where they could analyze the sounds and then they could see what kind of levels they're working at. You know, would, would it take a biologist help to help the whales? And it wouldn't it wouldn't take a lot of time, would it, Paul? Uh, if you had the right equipment, it, it could be a boat ride, one boat trip with underwater hydrophone and oscilloscope, and maybe a DAT digital audio recording tape to record the sounds that's going on. You know, that's the only yeah. And and, and, and this is Paul. This is right. what uh, people have suggested. Uh, they're not political. They're just saying we should cease and desist building any more windmills six miles offshore until we have investigated this. It may take three or four months. It's not going to take a long time. And then immediately Murphy claims, oh, it's Republicans. It's Republicans because they don't believe in green energy windmills. Now, I believe in windmills. I believe in green energy. I, I don't understand right away. You, it's a political issue. It's not a political issue. There are Democrats who are concerned about the whales. Uh, this guy's got to make everything political. That's why I'm saying he needs to put the bottle down and stop drinking because everything to him, Nancy, is political. I mean, and, and clearly there's conflicting information from professionals. The problem is, this is being pushed forward so hardcore that the only um, information you're going to hear is, you know, the, the people that are paid to say that this is fine, this is okay. So all the other messages are going to get dwarfed out. That's sort of the issue. But, I mean, you don't need to be a scientist to just follow the reality. There weren't whales before washing on shore. Now they are. It's cause and effect. It's, it doesn't really take that much science to figure that one out. Let's go to Debbie. She's calling from New Jersey. Your turn to be heard here on the Animal Welfare Edition at WABC, Deb. Hi, hi. And I just wanted to let you know the last gentleman that called was wrong. These are quarter-shaped uh, jellyfish that are basically invading the area. If he researches it, he'll find out they are quarter-sized. Many different types of varieties of jellyfish out there. So they're the size of a quarter you yes, can't they are, and they can do. You can't they can do see some them. Incredible damage. No, no, and they can do incredible damage to make you very, very sick. From what I understand, yeah. Wow, and yeah. it's the whales. That's their primary source of food. So now, with less whales, there's less ways of getting rid of those jellyfish. Murphy's an idiot is all I can say. Don't get me started on Murphy. He's an idiot. I, I just can't take it. I live in New Jersey. I have to deal with his crap. So, yeah, yeah don't get I, me started. I, I, I'm telling you, <laughs> uh, I've, I've met Citarelli who lost to him barely at the end of the night when the votes were finally tabulated. He lost fair and square. I hope he runs again. Murphy can't run because he's term limited. He can go live in his palazzia in Italy, a $38 million palace he has there. It's like the Palace of Versailles, but in Italy. Let's go, if we can, to uh, uh, Pamela, who's calling from New Jersey. Your turn to be heard here on the Animal Welfare Edition at WABC, Pamela. 
Yeah, Lauren Kern's guests today were representatives from the demolition crew from New York and New Jersey, and they were gloating about Japan, uh, China. Rather, they were gloating, and oh, they have so many of these, like as if that's going to impress us. Are you kidding? And like um, Nancy said, it's direct, uh, cause and effect. Are we idiots out here? Do we have? Uh, are we peasants out here? Stupid. No dying before this. Now all of the, you know, just normal dying. And now all of them are dying like this. Cause and effect, people. We are not naive. We know what's going on. And you cannot trust the NOAA. Where are they? they every time they talk, they sound like they're scared to death. Obviously, I mean, they get, they get millions and millions of dollars, and the best they've come up with is that it's unusual event. <laughs> that doesn't sound good enough to me. Yeah, no. Thank you. In my da- in my daily life, dealing with uh, things and being a teacher and all, if I didn't deal with cause and effect immediately, <laughs> I stopped so many emergencies from happening by dealing immediately with cause and effect. And they're like, huh? That's how huh? humans have Obviously. evolved, get- getting by on their senses. No, and by the way, um, whereas Murphy has been a complete idiot, uh, Kathy uh, Holcomb, she's invisible on this. Look, a lot of the whales have been coming ashore uh, from the Rockaways in New York City to Nassau County to Suffolk County, just as many coming onshore here in New York State as coming onshore in Jersey, along the Jersey Shore, all the way from Cape May, the furthest tip south where Frank Morano loves to stay, to where, Nancy, you were born, not born, but raised out near Bohemian Suffolk County, way out to the East End. They're rolling up on shore. So we got Murphy being an idiot, guaranteed. But Hochul won't even answer the question of, like, how come you're not ceasing and desisting the construction and the placement of these massive windmills six miles offshore that may well be contributing to the demise of not just the whales, those are the big boys and big girls, but the dolphins too. Nothing. Yeah, I, mean, I, think, I think it's definitely going to have to be more of the local officials because it's going to be everyone who lives along the shoreline who is seeing this that's going to be mortified and complaining because if you live upstate New York, you don't see this. So, you know, maybe it's she doesn't have to deal with it PR-wise, but they're going to have to deal with it. No, in fact, uh, she was quoted as saying, like Sarah Palin, when she was governor of Alaska, having been chosen by John McCain to run for vice president in his attempt uh, to get elected over Barack Obama. Remember how Sarah Palin said, I can see Russia out of my window, my kitchen window? <laughs> well, uh, Kathy Holcomb said, I can see the province of Ontario in Canada out of my window. In her case, she can. And there's no doubt there are no whales in Lake Erie and no whales uh, in any of the Great Lakes. But come on already. Refusing to comment on this, we have to put a full court press uh, press on. I'm going to have a conversation with our owner-operator, John Katsimatidis, great animal lover. He's actually uh, texted me so often on these issues involving these deaths, these constant deaths of whales and uh, dolphins. It, you know what? It almost has that same feel as like if, we, if a bald eagle had been killed. They're such magnificent creatures. To see them reduced to this is shameful. It is. It is. And uh, I'll see what we can do here at WABC because 
look, he knows how to put the pressure on. He knows who all the electeds are. They want to remain friends with John Katsimatidis. You don't want to be his enemy. Now, if uh, anybody wants any further information on any of the animal welfare issues, how can they get in contact with you, Nancy? Um, you can go to guardianangels.org and the Animal Protection tab, or you can email me directly, nancy at guardianangels.org. That's right. So if you have well wishes for Nancy, who's been going through some medical issues, you can contact her there, let her hear from you, uh, and to uh, you, Nancy, so that everybody can hear it. What a great fifth uh, wedding anniversary we had. I can't say it enough. It's the smartest thing, the best thing that I've ever done in my 69 years of life. Thank you, Curtis. Love you. Love you. See you later with the Critters. Bye. WABC.